look forward to another year of In the Trenches presented by First Star Logistics, but we wanted to give you some big news. This season, you'll find our interviews and keys to Bengals victory on In the Trenches in the First Star Media Group YouTube channel, along with our growing team of Joe Goodbury's Bengals on the Brain and Malik Wright's State of the Jungle. Also, the great folks at First Star Logistics have big plans this season with special giveaways each week the Bengals play. So be sure to visit both channels and our social media pages to stay updated on all giveaways and the latest news on the Bengals. So be sure to subscribe to the First Star Media Group YouTube channel as after this season, it'll become the channel that will host all our content. You're in the trenches with Dave Lappin presented by First Star Logistics. The Cincinnati Bengals 24-18 winners over the Buffalo Bills and Lap. People were screaming at the trade deadline. This team needs a tight end. Tonight, they got 10 receptions, 101 yards, two touchdowns out of the combination of Smith, Sample, and Hudson. And their position coach, James Casey, got a game ball. So that just tells you everything you need to know, I guess, about the tight end position and the impact that they had on this football game. Um, nobody works their players uh, harder than James Casey, but it's all with proper intent. They are mentally on point. They don't make mistakes. They don't blow assignments that hurt the football team. And tonight they stepped up and made plays as a collective group. There are no question about that. Jamar Chase was not targeted by Joe Burrow until his 13th past attempt of the night. And uh, that tells you that, you know, Joe was happy with what was going on in other places. Not to say that Jamar Chase wasn't necessarily the first option, but the Buffalo Bills were going to make sure that he wasn't going to be the first option as many times as Joe Burrow wanted with respect to they were doubling him, clouding him, bracketing him, doing everything they possibly could to take him out of the football game. They wanted others to step up and say, okay, Jamar Chase isn't going to beat us. Let's see if you other players on your uh, football team at the receiver position, tight end position, running backs, catching the ball out of the backfield can beat us. And they did. Bengals are a long way from where we were just a few weeks ago, Lap, because now they are 5-3. and three, And we can actually say, hey, this team looks like a team that can make a, a run. And after the start they had, I think a lot of people were questioning it. And it all has to do rest on that shoulder and on the calf of Joe Burrow. Right. And, uh, and right now the calf is, is no issue, which is, which is phenomenal. Uh, it's, 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 it's great to say and, and, uh, and realize that, that Joe Burrow, another quarterback rating, which is uh, 108.9, which is phenomenal. 348 yards passing two touchdown passes, no interceptions. I mean, I think that last week, no penalties on the offense, and Joe Burrow was razor sharp. I think that those were the two big reasons, uh, two of the bigger reasons they won that football game on the road against the 49ers. And then in this football game, no turnovers. Uh, played a clean game in that regard. Clean game in penalties last week. Clean game and no turnovers this week. And Joe Burrow still razor sharp. And they win against a you know a quality uh, team that's going to be a, a playoff team. So how about of football, four on the road against the 49ers, and four at home here against the Buffalo Bills. The Bengals never trailed. They never trailed in either football game for eight quarters of football against two damn good football teams. And uh, Joe Burrow, obviously, being healthy and doing what he's doing is, is, a, is a huge reason why. 
lap, I do have to at towards the end of the game, Zach Taylor had to make a couple times to make decisions on what to do on fourth down. Uh, my personal opinion, I thought the one where he he tried he tried should have gone for uh, probably gone for it there, uh, but there was a penalty. You talked about penalties. Uh, you, this team tonight six penalties, forty nine yards, uncharacteristic of the Bengals as a whole. Um, but the, I mean, again, the Lou Amarumo's defense comes up big. Uh, guys like Cam Taylor Britt and Jermaine Pratt make plays. That's you know stop drives by the Buffalo Bills. I don't. I mean, it's like Cam Taylor Britt is is he making um, with his performances? Is he making a statement that he's the number one cornerback on this football team? I mean, at, at times he was the guy that was locked on uh, Stephon Diggs wherever Diggs went. Cam Taylor Britt went. Now that wasn't the whole game, but it was a good part of the game. There was there were m- major important instances where those guys were locked up one-on-one. Now they did, uh, they did double him. Um, they did cloud him. They did do different things with him, just like the Buffalo Bills were doing to Jamar Chase. But Cam Taylor Brett, Brett in two consecutive games, he had the huge diving interception in the end zone in Buffalo. And then he had this interception tonight in this football game. I mean, he is, he's definitely making a statement. There's no, no two ways about that. I mean, he is, uh, He's a competitive guy that brings energy. He brings the juice, like he says, and, and guys feed off of him. There's no doubt about it. Joe Mixon, only 37 yards, 14 carries, a 2.6 average. I think people are going to look at that and say, hey, Joe Mixon didn't have a good game. But do we have to relook how we look at Joe Mixon? Because what he did in the passing game far makes up. That's almost like the extension of the run game. I know you talk about that all the time. Um but, I mean, he did have the touchdown, and he had the biggest play of the game at the very end there on the last carry he had that got the first down. Yeah, that was that was massive. I mean, he froze Von Miller and then just, uh, you know, out, outran him to the to the perimeter and, uh, and, and, you know, just made a made a heck of a play. There's no, no question about that. And then he broke a tackle uh, out of the nickel corner. Uh, Johnson as well ran through that tackle and – He's, you know, and he admitted after the game, I talked to him after the game, he said, you know, I should have stayed in bounds. Big, and the only mistake I made was was running out of bounds. Uh, but, you know, that uh, that wasn't wasn't uh, a killer because they ended up being able to to run out the rest of the clock and, and take a knee. I thought that uh, the four-minute drill that they ran was like three minutes and 36 seconds when they, they got the ball back. Uh, that, that was big. That was big to be able to execute and – you know, I was thinking, you know, geez, would Buffalo onside kick? You know, I, I might run it through my mind. You know, they went for two. They were aggressive with that. They went for two to cut it to six. So they were looking to win the football game. I'm thinking, man, if I kick it off, if I kick it deep and I give it to Joe Burrow, am I going to get the ball back? Well, they didn't. You know, they decided not to onside kick. I can understand that. But I thought, geez, they might onside kick it. They didn't. And uh, the 32-yard completion to Tyler Boyd, I mean, you get three first downs, more than three first downs on that one completion, and you flip the football field by almost a third of the field on that one play. That was the one. I mean, that was the killer. That one, uh, they, they had at least one nail in the coffin, and then Joe's run put the second nail in the coffin, and pretty soon that bad boy was closed. Talk about the play of the offensive line. Uh, on the, I'm watching it on the TV. Uh, the one thing, you know, I, you could see in, in the replays they were showing was a lot of double teams by, you know, be Karis Folson, Karis Kappa, and then also 
Orlando Brown Jr. pulling from the tackle left tackle spot to the right uh, and opening a hole there. Uh, this this line seems to be really starting to gel. Yeah, they've been doing that for a while. I mean, Orlando's been uh, a guy that's been doing that for a few weeks, and and uh, that they, they didn't change up much of what they've been doing. They, uh, they they did the same thing with the 49ers, the interior uh, duos they call them, double teams between center and guard. Um, you know, center and left guard, center and right guard, depending on the play, have been have been pretty darn solid. And, and Orlando has done a good job not only uh, run blocking straight ahead of them and pass protecting, but also showing an ability to move uh, in space as well, like you talk about. So I thought they they had they the, the the only negative was there was a sequence of of three straight penalties uh, at the end of the second quarter that that cost the Bengals uh, an opportunity where you know they they left points on the football field. There's no question about it. This was far from a perfect game. Um, they, they, they basically, they were up at the half, but could have been up a lot more at the half if they had taken advantage of, uh, of turnovers and uh, the turnovers were negated by the Bengals having three straight penalties. I mean, that is totally uncharacteristic. I think they're still going to, uh, you know, be amongst the league leaders in fewest penalties and fewest penalty yards. It's not like they, you know, went nuts and had all kinds of personal foul penalties and, and things of that nature. But, uh, this football team, Number one in the NFL and fewest penalties called against them. Number one in fewest penalty yards walked off against them. Uh, the drive that they had that that uh, that they could have done a heck of a lot more with, uh, they they weren't able to get it done because of self destruction by penalty. Joe Burrow's finger. Any any concerns there going forward? He just claimed it was a cut, nothing serious. And then you had Jamar Chase with the. The, the when he went up for the ball came down on his back side real hard. Um, any, any injuries coming out of this game that you see being something to concern as they get ready for the, the Texans? No, I think I went up to Joe after the game and said, Are you going to lose your nail? Nah, no, nah, I said nothing like that. It's just you know, I got a little uh, I saw that I saw it on on uh TV, they showed the close up of the thumb and um, you know, the cut like below the thumb and a little bit of a mark on on the nail, but he's uh, he said it was fine, uh, and he performed pretty darn well. And uh, Jamar came back into the football game a- after you know being out for a snap, just to uh, now. Am I saying tomorrow morning when they wake up it won't be sore? I'm not saying that. And um, if if it is bothering Joe, he may only take one work day instead of two if it's bothering him. You know, releasing the football, throwing the football. Because once the adrenaline wears off and all that, and you might have to get some treatment, get some swelling out of it, and whatever the case may be there. And hopefully, uh, uh, with Jamar, it's, it's just nothing more than you know. It's not. Hopefully, it's not spasming or anything like that. Hopefully, he just landed on it pretty hard, and he's got you know a little bit of a contusion there, and got to get some swelling out of that, and and take care of business. One thing it was plain to see tonight. T. Higgins is one of the top receivers in the NFL. Eight catches, 110 yards. Um, boy, you you would love to see the Bengals get T. Higgins signed to a new deal before you know be, before he becomes a free agent. But uh, the uh, this young man, you can tell he's healthy now after fighting the the rib injury. Yeah, he is, and and um, the thing that is, I mean, so many things are are obvious with him at six foot four plus. And 220 pounds in that range, for a guy of that body type and that size to be able to sink his hips 
and get it out of cuts and run routes as precisely as he does. And then he's long bodied and long armed. I mean, he is, he's his, his catching radius is huge. It's so tough to defend him because of that, that size. And he, he moves like a, a, a person much smaller than that. He's, he's definitely got a skill set that is, uh, that's incredible. I mean, he was targeted nine times and caught eight of them, like you said, for 110 yards. And his longest was a 21 yard reception. Um, Jamar was targeted eight times and four catches for 41 yards. He had th- that 32 yards on, on one play. Uh, Tyler Boyd had 32 yards on one catch. So, you know, you've got uh, Higgins had a catch of over 20 yards. Chase did. Boyd did. Sample did for a touchdown. I mean, they they spread the ball around. Uh, nine different receivers, you know, caught, caught at least one pass. So Joe was doing a pretty good job of uh, mixing and matching out there. You're in the trenches with Dave Lappin, presented by First Star Logistics. Reminder, each week the Bengals play. First Star Logistics is giving away some great prizes. Lap and I get a chance to see these prizes when we go into the studio each week. And Lap, you have to agree. I mean, we've seen the jukebox. And, uh, you know, the Xbox was this week they're giving out. And we've seen the championship. But we've seen the stuff. It's stuff we want in our house. And, uh, sure. I mean, so we, we ha- make sure you get a chance. Go visit First Star Logistics on their Twitter slash X at First Star L-O-G to get all the details for you to get involved and possibly take home one of these great prizes because we still have a long way to go in this season and a lot of great prizes. Lap, let me ta- let's move um, let's move forward. It's great to have this win to be five and three for the Bengals right now. But I, I don't know if you had a chance to see any of that Houston Texans ending today. Um, boy, CJ Stroud. Uh, for a rookie quarterback, it looks like the Texans got the right guy in the draft, and uh, they're going to come in four and four on Sunday with a one o'clock kickoff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, CJ Stroud, 470 yards passing today, five touchdowns. I don't think he threw an interception. I think he's only thrown one interception in football games that he's started. So here, here's a guy that's taking care of the football. He's a huge number. He's got a very compact, accurate throwing motion. He stands in uh, courageously in very, very tight, tight pockets. He's the real deal. I mean, he's there's no, no question about it. And rookie uh, receiver Houston and he are going to make beautiful music together for the Houston Texans. I think for for years to come. I mean, uh, they're legit. They're a legit offensive football team. Now their defense gave up a bunch of points today, and um, I think Lou Anarumo will will probably test in terms of. I mean, maybe he thinks he's seeing something and he's seeing ghosts and he's really something else has taken place with the doctor of defense, Louis Aromo. That will be interesting to to see what he can concoct and, and, and scheme and come up with uh, to, to to bother C.J. Stroud. But, yeah, they're, they're a legit football team. But like you said, um, the Bengals have won um, four in a row and five out of their last six. And in these four wins, the Bengals have, have scored on their first drive in all – football games and they scored a touchdown on the second drive in three straight and then that fourth game scored on their second drive it was a field goal so they're getting they're they're starting fast getting early leads pushing leads i mean they're they're playing the way that uh you know you want to see the bengals play and start stacking some wins it was good to get a victory today against an afc team and now they get another one coming to Paycor stadium the other thing, 
you know, you, you give up 18 points to an offense that people put up there as one of the top offenses in the NFL overall. And then, you know, a week ago, the, the 49ers, you only gave up 17, I think it was. Uh, I mean, that's Lou, Lou Anarumo. I, you know, we, we hear his name. And every, every game that I see on and I'm watching as I'm getting ready for our call at the end of the game, everybody, doesn't matter if it's Fox, CBS, NBC, Collins with Rico tonight, you, you, they all say, Lou Anarumo, head coach next year. Is, is it, I mean, is this man getting enough credit for what he's done here in Cincinnati? Well, he, he dodged a bullet. He was a finalist for Arizona. He didn't get that job. And fortunately for him, I think he didn't get it. Um, you know, I think, I think that uh, he is going to be a candidate for a lot of people. Uh, his, his reputation is, is just continues to grow. It continues to ramp up. He's doing nothing to, uh, to harm it. That's for darn sure. And, and he's, uh, he's legit. And, he comes up with with unbelievable ideas, unbelievable game plans. Um, he takes ideas that his assistants have, and every every idea is a good idea. And then they decide as a group, you know, what they're how they're going to approach it and what they're going to do. He obviously makes final calls on everything, but he is doing a remarkable job. You got you got to understand the Buffalo Bills came into this football game, the fourth leading scoring football team in the NFL, and the third uh, fewest points allowed in the NFL. And the Bengals did what they did. So, um, you know, kudos to both sides of it and getting off to the start they got off to. I mean, to score 14 points in the first two drives against Buffalo, nobody has done that to them all year long. I think that put them back on their heels. And Luan Rumo was out there on the football field. You know, Bengals score. The Bills go down and score. And the Bengals score again, you know, to, to just take it right back. That makes life easier for Luan Rumo. And, and uh, all of a sudden, the defense is freer. You can do a lot more things, and, uh, and they start making some plays. So it's uh, th- what, the, what they're doing right now is playing complementary football, and we talk about it all the time, but it, it, it's, it's probably as important as anything. All three phases doing the job for, for the other phase, and uh, we can't slight Darren Simmons going into this football game. Three of his four phases – uh, kickoff, kickoff, return, punt, punt, return. Three of the four were in the top five in the National Football League. That's pretty damn good. He's got one of the best special teams uh, marks in the National Football League this season, and that's no rarity. He does that a lot. Again, you've been in the trenches with Dave Lappin, presented by First Star Logistics. And a final reminder, please, <laughs> take take part in the First Star Logistics giveaway each week the Bengals play. Um, Dave, I... You know, we, we we were talking about the defense. You talked about Darren Simmons. Um, you've we've you've watched this team. You know, so many years. You've called games and played. Where do you see this team as compared to last the last two seasons, uh, where they stand at at this juncture of a season? You know, being a, a team that had such a rough start, now sitting with a clear winning record at five and three. Uh, how would you compare this squad to what we've seen the previous two seasons? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's cut from the same cloth. You know, I think a lot of the players are have experienced it, you know, and they think they can do it again. Um, you know, I really believe that. One thing that we have, do have to understand, though, the AFC North is legit. Everybody in the AFC North is two games over 500. If the playoffs were to start tomorrow, every single AFC North team would be in the playoffs. The Bengals would be the seventh seed. 
Baltimore would be up there, very high seed. They're playing their tails off. But Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincinnati would be um, seeds five, six, and seven. So, and again, that's if the playoffs were to start tomorrow. So the the, uh, the division swept the action this weekend. Everybody won. I mean, you know, between Baltimore and Cleveland, they allowed three points total. Cleveland pitched a shutout, and Baltimore allowed three points to the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, this division is the real deal. So the Bengals understand that. They won the division two years in a row. Um, they put themselves behind the eight ball, falling 0-2 in the early stages of the season in the division. But they've crawled back from that type of thing before. So there's confidence there. You know, it's not like pipe dream. It's not like, oh, you know, you're just you're <laughs> you're you're just foolhardy thinking that uh, that you can bounce back from this. Well, they've done it. They've done it before, and they're in the process of trying to get it done again. It doesn't mean that just because you did it before, it's going to happen again. But they know what it takes to get that done, and they're in the process of trying to muster it up again. And that, that brings me to this. I, I I apologize. I know I want to let you go so you can get home. Long day. But the next three weeks will play a big role in that. You have, as we talked about, the Texans. But then you have the Ravens on Thursday night. You have that short turnaround um, on the road. And then you welcome in the Steelers. So the Bengals in the next three weeks are going to answer a lot of questions on how the season may go as far as long term and being able to get into the playoffs and make another playoff run. There's no doubt, no question about it. And, uh, you know, the Bengals, uh, you know, in, in the last year, they went three and three in the division. And uh, the year before, I think it was very similar to that. Maybe it was four and two after and three and three the year before. So um, that that game in in Baltimore on Thursday night, that is going to be a tester. There, there's no question about it. The Baltimore Ravens are playing phenomenal football. They're 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 um, but but you know you look at it and the Indianapolis Colts beat them. So it's not like you know they're invincible, but playing in Baltimore is a horse of a different color. And uh, the the Bengals with a, a very medically eliminated Joe Burrow lost by three to Baltimore here in Cincinnati. So um, it's going to be a challenge. There's no question. But first thing that they have to take care of is a, is a young rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, who doesn't know what he doesn't know yet as far as being in the NFL. And, and he's playing his tail off. I mean, he's not um, he, he's not making it too difficult. He's keeping it simple in his mind. And he's going out and he's executing as well as any quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, the thing that, again, that impresses me most about him is, I mean, taking care of the football. He's got he, he's number one in the NFL in terms of uh, interceptions. He's only thrown one. He's, he's not hurting his football team. He's not putting his team in jeopardy. He's making a lot of plays to help that football team. So before think about short week in, in Baltimore, I've got to take care of business against Houston or – Something will happen like when Indianapolis, you know, beat the Baltimore Ravens. They definitely stubbed their toe there, but they certainly have recovered from it. He is Dave Lapham. You have been in beat the, the Ravens. Trenches. I mean, I, I said Texas. I'm sorry. Indianapolis beat the Ravens. Yes. Uh, I, I, Dave, it's been a long day for everybody, especially you. Um, great call tonight with you and Dan Horde on the, the First Star Logistics Bengals Radio Network. We can't appreciate enough you taking the time each week when the Bengals play to give us this time on a call, but you've been in the trenches with Dave Lapham. 
It's presented by First Star Logistics. And again, please get involved in the great giveaways that First Star Logistics having. Lap, we'll see you in the studio later this week. Sounds like a plan, Dave, and, and, and you're right. Get involved because First Star Logistics, they do everything first class. Every prize that they uh, make available to you is first class, the best you can get. You know, Dave, I, di I didn't get a chance to ask, because you, you've seen so many games. What was it like tonight, and, and I'll let you go, to see something get pulled off like they did, because it looked unbelievable on TV with the striping of inside the jungle. Yeah, I got I got to tip my cap um, to, to the girls. I mean, you know, they're just they they've taken it to another level. Um, Katie and Troy's daughters are are doing a job with the marketing department, social media. Uh, it, it's it it is remarkable. They've they've taken it taken it to another level, and to see Paycor Stadium light up the way it did, literally and figuratively. I mean. It, the t teams around the national football league and head coaches around the NFL, when Zach Taylor goes to league meetings and when he communicates with head coaches, they talk about Paycor as being one of the toughest stadiums in the NFL to play in. And, and uh, this is a uh, part of the reason why, I mean, they're, they're making it a fun atmosphere for the fans. They're doing great things for the fans. The fans are in full throat. I mean, one time uh, a timeout was called by Buffalo because it was so loud the play clock was winding down. I mean, you know, Allen just called a timeout rather than uh, jeopardize either a penalty or turning the football over. I mean, that's huge when your home crowd is, is in full throat like that. It's uh, it, it, it's incredible. Again, you've been in the trenches with Dave Lappin, presented by First Star Logistics. We appreciate everybody listening and watching on the YouTube channels, both on Dave Lappin in the trenches and the First Star Media Group. Lap, you want to give us a big who day? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, four games in a row, five out of six. Who day, baby? Who Joe day? Burrow. Joe Burrow's back. Thanks, Lap. Later, Dave. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.